Retail audio sample. Miss, do you hear that? Hear what, ma'am? The flight attendant was growing a little impatient with Louise. There were some people who actually needed help. That hissing sound. Yeah, that hissing sound is me boiling over, thought the flight attendant. No, ma'am, I'm sorry, I don't hear it. It's really noisy in here, and things are a little tense. There it is again, and now there's a whining noise. Well, yes, I hear. The flight attendant was cut off by a loud explosion, which ripped a three-foot hole in the plane next to Louise's head. The breach caused such a tremendous vacuum that it tore Louise from her seat, sucking her, along with the flight attendant, through the gaping hole in the plane. Lyle and the male passenger sitting to his right had become wedged in the hole. The oxygen mask deployed, and paper, clothing, snack cups, cameras, tote bags, and anything else that wasn't tied down was making its way to the breach in row 28. The debris, along with Lyle and the other men, had temporarily plugged the hole in the plane, which suddenly went into a nosedive. Passengers and carry-on baggage flew everywhere. Billy grabbed his oxygen mask, put it on, and then tried to help the woman to his right, who sat screaming insanely. He saw a baby fly helplessly through the air, and the flight attendant hit the ceiling of the plane. The plane went into another dive, and the flight attendant flew through the cabin as if she had been shot from a cannon. She slammed into the wall at the back of the plane, sending a serving cart airborne. Cans of beer and soda and pitchers of coffee spilled from its interior as it came to rest on the passengers seated in row 14. Billy could feel the plane struggling to right itself as passengers and debris again went tumbling inside the cabin. Then the engine screamed and the plane shuddered. It seemed to be leveling out and slowing down and everything seemed to be happening in slow motion. Passengers were bleeding and screaming as they struggled to free themselves and locate their loved ones. As the captain struggled to keep the plane airborne with just one engine, he made an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, I realize this is a difficult request to make under the circumstances, but I must ask you to remain calm. We now have the plane under control and we should be landing shortly. Again, please remain calm, and if you are able, please look after your fellow passengers until we are able to land and get everyone out safely. Inside the cockpit, the navigator issued a mayday call. Mayday, this is Flight 153. Mayday, Mayday, we're going down. Our flight coordinates are 120 degrees southeast. Under control, thought Billy, as he looked at the carnage around him. There were bodies and debris everywhere. People were crying, screaming, pushing and shoving, trying to get out of their seats. Where do they think they're going? We're still in the air at night and over the middle of the jungle, no less. Two of the flight attendants were still able to function, though they were bleeding and one had an eye that was swollen shut. Their uniforms were torn and bloodstained. With total disregard for their own well-being, they did whatever they could to stop the hysteria within the cabin. Billy could tell that they were running on only one engine because the plane felt as if it wanted to roll. Then it started to shake again. He saw a bright flash of light. Enemy fire, he thought. No, wait, we're in Brazil, not Vietnam. It was lightning. They were flying into a thunderstorm. The captain's voice echoed throughout the ravaged cabin one last time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are losing altitude quickly and will have to make an emergency landing. To prepare for landing, please remain in your seats with your seat belts buckled and head down on your lap. We will do our best to land this aircraft safely. Good luck and God bless. Then there was silence. 